That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And a happy belated birthday to oh. one Ms. Andrea Wallace. Hey, thanks. It was my birthday. It's true. <laughs> it's my it's my birthday week. We're having a party. Uh, and it's happening tonight, as a matter of fact. This yeah, is the tonight. day. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, and then we'll talk about how you feel tomorrow next week. Get it? You're probably yeah. going to be a little hungover from mushrooms and cider because you're that oh. bitch. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I I'm ready to be hungover from all the things, like just the the basking in the glow of uh, hanging out with friends. I think is what I'd like to be hungover with more than anything. Aw, that is very sweet. Well, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. <laughs> and I'm your other host, uh, Andrea Wallace, hangover pending. <laughs> hangover pending and joining us today, first time on the podcast, longtime friend, longtime service industry worker, Joe Campbell, everybody. Hi, hello. How you gotta get that, that emotional hangover of uh, being around so many people. <laughs> it's uh it's draining. It's yeah. I'm still working on my stamina, you know, but I'm also having to admit to myself that in the pandemic, I did get two years older and I'm in my I'm in my 40s. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's true. Mm -hmm. is it the pandemic or is it just what being 43 feels like? Oh, I, no, I think it's a totally the fucking pandemic. OK. Dude. All right. Yeah. Like, I yeah, mean, we, we don't know any other world of it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, nor does we've all kind of just been like robbed of this aging process 40s or 30s or 20s or fucking 50s or 60s i think it's all weird it's all weird yeah. any any negative shit you can also just toss at the pandemic it can it can hold the weight it can it's, yeah. it's a black hole of negativity where it's just like <laughs> i'm gonna blame a lot of stuff on the pandemic yeah. i'm gonna be like oh remember when i was dating so and so people are gonna be like that was 2017 brooke yeah but i felt like a pandemic was a coming you know what i'm saying yeah yeah for sure i felt it on the horizon and mm -hmm. this is what i'm going to you know mm -hmm. whatever you need to like i i guess if you're gonna put your problems on something the point is you move forward and move past it you know isn't that the whole point you guys that's the uh, whole point um <laughs> i just i also uh i'll keep you updated as i'm updated uh i have a foster dog dropping on the van poplin household in like two hours oh they, i know they who just who is it who's the dog 
Uh, her name is Frida, which was oh, my, which Frida. was my grandmother's name. That was my grandmother's name, isn't oh, I? Oh, I mean, nice. I. Well, it's I nice love it because your grandma comes to visit you. Like she a does lot, come to visit so. me, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna have a dog. Of she's coming in dog canine form now. Um, little did she know, but uh, hopefully she embodies my new uh, <laughs> monster what, uh, mutt. What size? What breed? More I details. Think, okay. I know I will 100%. The thing is like I they needed help a month ago and I stepped up and they've just been all over the place. So I was like, oh, I guess it's not happening. And then surprise, I have a dog coming in two hours. Anyways, that's <laughs> Mutt Scouts org for you. I love them. They do great work. But boy, oh boy, are they in over their head all the time. Basically, like every dog rescue, they're the sure. craziest people you've ever mm-hmm. met because yeah. they're very good hearted and they have bleeding big hearts, which means they take on more than they can handle all the fucking time. Yeah, they're like, we went to rescue two dogs and we left with 27, which is amazing, uh, which is yeah. always how the story goes. Always. And they're like, are you home? Because we have a fucking van full of dogs <laughs> that we need to drop off. Um, Just like keep sending money on Venmo, which I do all the time. But that's great, bro. They got me. I know. Fun. I, I am super excited. Um, as far as I know, guys, quick stats. I'll get a picture. I'll share it in a bit. Oh, I showed you when we got tiki drinks, Andrea. She's like, she looks like a little terrier chihuahua mix. Right. Yes. Maybe 12 to 15. She's white, has a beautiful little pink heart, like shape, like spot on her nose. I love it. She's really beautiful. I, and they said that she's very mellow, which I'm hoping, you know, for my bossy dog, she likes mellow dogs. Um, so if it's a fit, we are in the market to potentially keep her, but we'll see. Knock on wood. Super. Love it. I love it. I know. I love it. So anyways, I'm about to be an, uh, a, a new dog mom uh, in a few hours here. Foster so mom. I love it. I love it. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I, you know, before we like really jump into oh, yes. it, Wait, I want to talk a little bit birthday about plans. the uh, delicious lo-fi cocktail that I'm going to be making tomorrow for my birthday party. I'm very excited. Um, I'm Yeah, I, I'm actually like, now that I like have my hands on lo-fi all the time, I'm always like, Victoria, help me. I need to make a punch. We all know punches are amazing and great for parties. So I'm going to make this really fun cocktail tomorrow called a rock, paper, scissors, which is um, simple syrup and Aperol with lime juice and then you add the amaro and this ventura strawberry brandy and that is the drink and it's i think you can shake it and basically serve it up but i'm gonna make a punch out of it tomorrow and that i'm so excited the strawberry brand you had me at strawberry brandy yeah yeah so okay so obviously we talk all the time about the uh benefits of drinking lo-fi aperitifs and the amaro Mm -hmm. and all that but like where where does a person find strawberry brandy? So it's been, it's a locally made California made brandy um, called Ventura strawberry brandy. And it's just, I think they use like kind of all the brew strawberries that aren't going to quite make it to the (gasps) farmer's market baskets. And I believe it's a three year aged brandy that is, that is made with local California strawberries. So it should be very spring like as we are into the equinox of spring Um, (laughs) and very bright and lovely. And Keep the party, keep the party moving, keep the party um, jumping. Yeah, my. Are you going to do a beautiful, uh, like disc of ice, kind of like we? Were I taught will next- see where okay. the day takes me, time wise. Joe, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Victoria, well, you have to get started tonight. Uh huh. If you're gonna do it, we were taught. I don't. I know you bartend. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. why we're talking to you. But Victoria, who is our lo-fi brand ambassador and friend of the show, and we we are partnered with them. She taught us. You know, if you're gonna get serious about your ice, you better get going a good 48 to 24 hours in advance because it's like a triple boiling procedure. But she taught us that you can take a little um round cake pan to make an ice disc for a punch bowl i never thought of that it Mm -hmm. looks amazing and you can drop fruit into it to freeze so that it's just like an island of ice with like fruit glaciers and it it. melts slower so you're not watering down your punch as much as you yep yeah the old the old big cube thing the old big cube less water (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Less dilution, baby. Yeah. It is right. Um, yeah. But anyways, I'm look. You know, Andrea, if you want to put me on ice duty, if you feel overwhelmed, you feel I free to assign. Figure, we'll figure it out. I don't know. Okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, we also, Joe. We also have a friend, Allison, who, by the way, she had she, she did like someone's bachelor party forever ago. So she has these penis shaped cake pans that she keeps trying to repurpose. Classic. We need to task her with a giant. <laughs> Dong yeah. shaped ice cube for your yeah, punch dick tomorrow. Ice. Yeah, um, dick, ice. Dick, dick ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. You put, you put, the, you you put some of the fruit in the balls, you put a different fruit <laughs> yes. in the shaft. No, okay. Well, I'm, I'm about I'm about to ask Allison. That's going to be I'm our just present. Like, I just want to see like a ver- a version of me where I'm like hacking away at it with an ice pick. You know what I mean? That's what I want. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be like. We're going home because <laughs> the party will be over at that point. And this um, is what happens when your when your uh, brand partners don't check in on how you're advertising <laughs> their product. <laughs> Every time we're like, yeah, we're going to do like a 60 minute spot. And then it fucking veers off the edge of a cliff into hacking a dick ice. Serve, um, serve ice cold over dong ice. <laughs> is what <laughs> It's definitely what they don't want to hear coming out of our mouths. I don't, I <laughs> but don't anyway, know. There's a market for everything. There it's is, true. But it's they true. Don't, no shame. No shame in that, there that is no dong shame. ice game whatsoever. Um, but we'll check in next week and then we'll let you know how how, how delicious uh, the cocktail was. I'm, I'm very excited Andrea, about note it. to ourselves, let's take photos, okay? This is like, we, we do all this stuff. We never document it. We never share it. We're truly the worst. So I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to convince us. Let's remember to take photos of your beautiful punch because it will. Okay. okay. All right. I'm sure it'll. Yes, I was already thought it would be a very fun thing to witness uh for all of us via social media (laughs) all right all right enough about dong eyes let's get into some headlines shall we yeah okay uh first headline out of e off eater you know because they're our joy we love them okay so applebee's is going to start doing drive-through windows you guys (laughs) and like really starting to blur the line between like fast casual and fast food and and, you know i think during the pandemic they saw obviously an uptick of takeout orders Mm -hmm. like everybody did um so they're going to start a test run of the of drive-through windows with 15 restaurants because it could be more profitable and they're basically blaming millennials for like losing profits because millennials are like we're not gonna eat at a fucking gross applebee's dude we don't care like how many dollar long islands you want we want like 
food, you know, Instagrammable foodie photos. And so they're basically like, let's just do drive through and maybe people will forgive us more when they get a subpar kind of shitty meal. <laughs> right. I, You know, and the thing is, let's also note that uh, we blame everything on the pandemic and millennials. Um, yep. That is yep. 100% the truth. Yeah. Joe, you're, are Not you on cool. the young end or like the last portion I, of millennials? So I'm I'm 33. So yeah, I think I'm yeah. technically a millennial. I don't know where the cutoff is. I don't have, I'm not a card carrying member. Um, right. But I think technically I am millennial. Uh, but yeah, Applebee's, like... The thing, the thing with Applebee's always is like the food comes fast, but not fast enough to be fast food. Right. So is the is the drive-through going to be like a ten-minute, like do it like a bad so, Disney ride? I, that's a good question, but I assume no, it's probably going to come pretty quickly. It will. Right. Okay, so here's where it gets a little. You still have to order online or via the app. It's not like a pull up and talk through a speaker situation. Um, um, but it's just like, don't even bother coming in to get your carry out. Now you can drive up and grab it, yes. which seems to me like, okay, that you maybe be queuing up in a parking lot and then driving through well, because what kind of fucking, you know, I, I'm sure they, they figured already, it out. Don't they already have like the, the spots like real close to the door, like a like, walk up window, yeah. like a host stand, or it's like a little kiosk where you're getting just to go. Yeah. And like, even through a lot of pandemic, like deep pandemic action, we saw some of our favorite restaurants, even here in LA, like carve out to go windows, like, like joy noodle and Highland park did it, you oh know, my gosh. We, oh, went yeah. there, we went there two days ago. Oh, it's the best place. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. good. Um, so yeah, we'll there was remember there goes. was there was like bread on a stick man even, you know? The guy yeah. who was like, I will give you bread on the end of this six foot long stick. Yeah, you know, you everyone. Know, this is we're just coming back to drone talk, Brooke. We're just gonna get more into like Applebee's <laughs> just drone delivery, which we all know should be happening and probably will be happening after. It's a gateway. The takeout, the drive-through windows are a gateway to drone delivery. Um but, but I think what this article is signifying is this is more of a gateway to Applebee's even existing anymore. The, the, it's, longevity of it all and we've covered in the past i mean they're they're going they're making their own fucking weird mountain dew flavors and like covering things in cheeto dust like they're already trying to bring in young people with all this stuff so i think this is the plan to be like <laughs> come on guys we what do we have to do build a fucking drive through what do you what do you want you know that's basically what <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, it's a disgruntled dad in the family. He's like, Sharon, I'm I'm trying my best here. Do you want me just to build a fucking extra window? Do you want another bedroom, hon? Will that make you happy? Also, what do right. I have to do to make you stay? Yeah, I know I'm not much. I know I don't got looks anymore, hon. I know. Uh, oh, God, I know. Because it, it was like we've had so many guests on the show who have very celebrated and storied careers being Applebee's server in, servers in its heyday. Mm -hmm. I mean, this chain really, truly employed a lot of servers um, because we've had friends who are like, hey, listen, it was one of two restaurants in town. So like everyone went, there was always a huge crowd. We made sick money. Um, but again, it's... I, 
my my guess would be that Applebee's are going to start disappearing in more cosmopolitan areas, but they mm-hmm. are truly staples um, when towns are underserved, you know? Yeah, as sure. much absolutely. As- There's always going to be a suburbs like near the mall Applebee's to pop into if you want. 100%. Um, and again, like my feelings, like I only developed opinions about Applebee's through podcasting and learning about it because I've just I've maybe been in one one time and that is not me being like snotty or what I like I just don't remember any being around and I was like I don't know what to get from there and then all you heard after that was like my friends all called it Shartlebees and like everyone just talked about how gross it was so I was like I don't know why am I like I've eaten at a Ruby Tuesdays I've eaten at a TGI Fridays like what's Mm. different about Applebee's although some people will come at you hard and be like I'll tell you what's different those Which mozzarella like. sticks, baby. Yeah. You know? Those little, little little rib tips, the rib riblets. riblets. Or, you know, now, though, Brooke, if you want to try it, you can wear a, a disguise and go through a drive-thru. And you can wear a wig <laughs> and some sunglasses. I'm going to do like, it proudly. No, I'm going to show up as me. Good. <laughs> Brooke Van Poplin from Sideboard <laughs> Podcast <laughs> reporting. <laughs> Who, yep. They'll be like, who now who are who? you now what? now who are you with corporate did corporate are you a secret shopper check I know. that order, I know. Check that um, order. but anyway i know keep the applebee's news coming i always say how can i help you all right next headline you guys i don't know why i'm just now finding out about this so okay did you guys know that you, <laughs> there's taco bell has a flagship restaurant called the cantina in vegas and you can get married there you can have a wedding at this Taco Bell. <laughs> it's a fine line between what we consider classy and trashy. Here we are like, oh, gross. Applebee's and it's microwave food. You can get married at Taco Bell. Dude, you know? it is. I think so. It's like $600 from okay. the last what I read. I didn't like look super deep in to see if prices have gone up. But the article I found is 600 bucks. You get wedding swag. You get a custom uh, Taco Bell wedding merchandise, which includes a sauce packet, garter belt, and bow tie. Just married t-shirt, champagne flutes, and a uh, Cinnabon cake, which actually looks pretty classy when you look at the photos of it. Yeah. You get um, access to their ceremony, their chapel for 30 minutes, um, coordinated by this really awesome company called Flora Pop that I found out about through this article that does pop-up weddings all over. And they have like cute little trailers like the Happy Camper Brook that they'll just like pull up and pop it up and be like, here's your wedding ready to go. Like, so they, and they partnered with Taco Bell for this one specifically. Yeah. And then you get to have your reception at the Taco Bell for 25 of your closest friends. And then you get a bouquet made out of, out of sauce packets as well. Oh, Oh, and I'm looking at the wedding cake, which is a cake topped with their churros, like their churro bites. It's Cinnabon. Oh, mm -hmm. Cinnabon. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I was I was going off just visual. Uh, I didn't actually read, but you get to walk out with a twelve pack of tacos for you know the after hours when you're <laughs> gonna go consummate the marriage with a fucking yeah. seven layer burrito. Um, dude, this is top of my list for ways to piss off I my boyfriend's father. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm clicking. I'm, I'm I'm engaged, so I'm clicking book now and book now. I know you have a now. wedding coming book. up. I'll Joe. tell I'll tell I'll tell Laura later that we're gonna get married. Just be up. like, look, we could like save some money and like, who doesn't want to get down on these fucking tacos? You know, and it looks, I mean, it, it, it looks like there are champagne flutes filled with Baja Blast in one of the mm-hmm. photos, also, which. 
Oh my god. I mean, I don't know if they have a liquor license. It's Vegas, so I assume you can drink there. I think you can. They might. They may or not. Um, but you know, there is a dress code. Just so you guys, so the two of you should remember if you're going to go get married. There it is. No shirt, no shoes, no marriage is their dress code. So. <laughs> I really like that at the bottom, you know, like that website, like The Knot or Zola or whatever. It has these like beautiful wedding photos of like super adorable, kitschy couples who are like, here's our story, our story of love and Taco Bell, you know, and uh, fuck this. I mean, Andrea, didn't you say we have friends getting married at like Jimmy Buffett's in Palm Springs? Yeah, we have friends that are getting they're having their wedding at the Margaritaville in Palm Springs, which would be which would be so fun. Also, she's friends with like all the fun drag queens that are going to be there too. So I mean, yeah. I know I, it's it's like at this point, weddings have just been so played out. Everyone really dreads them. You know, I would say it's like something different like this. I'd be like, fuck yeah! I guarantee this would be the best wedding you ever got to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, throw in like some, you know what? You know what? You can just throw some money down on some nice tequila for some yummy margaritas and palomas to go with your Taco Bell. That sounds like a dream. Just easy peasy, throw the whole wedding reception away because it's all paper wrappings and cardboard carriers. <laughs> yeah. It's totally true. It's totally true. And then you're like one and done and like everybody gets a talk. Yeah. I, I love this. I'm 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 very happy to have discovered it. So but you guys, you and you know, and we should tell the story really quick that like uh Joe, like Laura uh was my server at Mother Wolf where she works. Laura is this Joe's past, fiance. Yeah, this mentioned past a few times. Friday. And of course, like she's the best. And as we got talking through the night, I was like, you know, she told us the story about uh, you guys moving from new york recently and coming to la and i was like god i don't think we've ever done like what's it like to like transition from like one big city to the other and like the difference between the people you serve and like kind of like the transition and she's also working at like the fucking one of the hottest restaurants in town right now which is like crazy um so of course i was like hey you should totally like come and be on this podcast i do like what's your email and then it turns out yeah she's your fiance and you know brooke and like already in the circle so it was like the most hilarious happy coincidence ever yeah yeah it's uh yeah yeah, she did that restaurant is so so hot it's 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 real hot hot. it's It's got that la heat yeah it's like fire sauce hot Um, but if you guys get married at taco bell i think we have to be invited because we gave you the information about that you can actually do that can we snag an invite (laughs) It's you know true. what I'm saying, Joe? My, my parents, my parents won't be showing up no more. You guys are, you guys are invited. <laughs> yes, surrogate. Karen, we'll Karen surrogate. and Glenn are going to stay in Michigan. You guys are coming to Vegas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, enough headlines. Let's let's get into some server submitted stories. First story. Hi again, friends. I've heard the call. I've got stories. Use as many as you want. Save them for later. Whatever boils your potato. Um, Here we go. This one took place more recently at a restaurant I worked at in Culver through most of the pandemic. Culver City. Mm-hmm. Culver City. Sorry, I live here, so I just said it like that. Culver City is a neighborhood in L.A. I abbreviated. Now you guys know. <laughs> All right. This was not my table. I believe I was floor managing that night, but I ran food and drinks over a few times. 
It was a busy Friday or Saturday, one of those nights where you never or, or where you need every table to really stick to their allotted 90 to 120 20 minutes. So you can see at the next party and everything flows beautifully. Mm-hmm. A couple was sat on the back patio around 6 p.m. They placed a partial order, got drinks, and then the woman proceeded to end the relationship. The man started crying. They kept talking. Then they kept talking and he kept crying for three hours. Oh boy. None of us really wanted to interrupt and tell them to leave. Yeah, I'm sure. They did keep ordering drinks, though. Uh, the woman was pretty steely and stone-faced the entire time and seemed exhausted by the process of waking up. <laughs> she eventually left him there at the table alone in tears. He sat there sobbing for at least 30 minutes. So, Meanwhile... I'm having to buy the next reservation drinks because they've been waiting so long for their table. And then he had to pay the bill. (laughs) (laughs) It was so awkward. Uh, I think we gave him at least one drink on the house. It was so sad and kind of funny in hindsight. It'd make a great sitcom storyline for sure. Uh, Please don't end your relationships on a busy night in a restaurant. Go to a Starbucks or something if you want to do it in public. That's from Melissa in Venice. Oh my gosh. Damn. This comes up all the time. It's periodic, probably once a month. We mention from our own personal experience, waiting tables or having it happen to us or people writing in. People choose restaurants to do their very public, like fucking business, you know? Yeah, hours. Yeah, do you think it's because people are like afraid of what their reaction will be? So they'll be like, I'm going to be around a bunch of people. That's exactly what we would talk about is like, you just do it in a public place and that way, like, nothing like terrible can happen, you know? I, I think sometimes too, though, there is like in, you know, okay, so I'm really. Sorry that I'm gonna like be, be so basic about the genders right now. I, I I do know better, but let me make it really simple, right? I think men sometimes are like, maybe she won't, you know, fucking flip out on me and slap me, you know, or whatever. Which is like, eh, you know, you, you yes, a lot of women, you know, are shameful and may not fully act out, but also th- you're underestimating, you know, the power of a woman to throw a drink in your face in public very gladly because she knows she's probably gonna get a standing ovation. But I also think that women sometimes, um, because we are so constantly apologetic toward partners, I think our brains, and I think this is going for men and women, are like, let's do one last nice thing. You know, while I'm about to do the most horrible thing, I want to couch it in a nice thing. Does that make sense? But yeah, in like, retrospect, it's, it's really, really bad. Yeah, it's, you the, know? Old, it's the old uh, compliment, criticize compliment. Yeah, it's like here's here's like we'll time it so like your delicious plate of carb <laughs> carby pasta will be dropped in front of you right right when I drop the bomb and you can just like comfort your belly, you know? It, it's, may, maybe it's so yeah. into, or like like pill pockets for dogs. It's it's like this is nasty nasty medicine that I'm gonna put in some peanut butter yeah. for you. And you know, I'll tell you what we're not hearing about, which. <laughs> We're not hearing about the big ups that go well at restaurants because like there probably have to be some that are like copacetic, you know, or like we're just hearing the ones that are like, oh, fuck you guys. This guy. And he bawled for 30 minutes, 30, 30 minutes. He bawled. You know, I mean, he's got he's got active tear ducts. 
<laughs> or maybe or maybe she was like, hey, listen, I know that this breakup has a fucking cap on it because they're going to need us to leave because it's a restaurant because maybe she's like, he'll fucking do this for 10 hours. So I'm going to go to a restaurant where they cut us off around three. Um, God, it, but it's all so uh, it's very manipulative and scheming. There's a lot of planning. If you are taking someone out to eat to break up with them, right. like that's part of the plan, baby. And there's something really fucked with that. And I'm a big fan of not doing that. Right. And here's don't Melissa's advice to yeah, Melissa's advice is obviously don't do it on a very busy weekend night or just period ever. Like just think about the service staff. Think about the people's lives it's going to affect other than the person you're breaking up with. And like I know it's a real like you know, when you break up with somebody, you definitely have like your blinders on in a way. But just know that people are just trying to fucking work and like make money around you. I know yeah. it's crazy. Like I would, I would say maybe on the flip side, right, that if there's a couple who's kind of like not getting along great, there is that energy in the room when you see another couple having a really bad time that you will like bond and strengthen and be like, oh, my God, look at them. And then you have a really nice night with the person you're on a date with because you're like, Jesus, at least we're not them. So maybe. <laughs> There is some added value. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I, I think it's funny if like um, like having a having to have a manager be go over there because at, at the restaurant that I work at, if the table's like way going over, they're like, "Oh, come have a drink at the bar instead." Right. So like going over to him, be like, "Hey, buddy, so do you want to like take your sad drink, which is mostly tears, up to the bar now?" <laughs> And your porterhouse yeah. that was supposed to be for two you, or like you are you are more than welcome to continue crying at our bar. Yeah. Um, plenty of room for chairs. And we've got a great bartender who will be here till 2 a.m. to listen to you cry. So you want to move yeah. on over there? We can transfer your tab, buddy. And then the, the fact that he probably ended up paying for her drink or drinks uh, is very funny, too. It is very bad. Oh, yeah. God, the people. God, I can't say. Yeah, stop breaking up at nice restaurants on busy nights. Save that stuff for Applebee's drive throughs Am I right? Okay. <laughs> okay, here's another one. I love this one. Guys, remember, we also like your server confessions. And someone remembered like, oh, shit, I've got one. So here we go. I have a restaurant confession at my last bar job, the same place my last two stories have come from. I have a story confession that is still a secret to this day. So for this story, I'll just go by M. The place is where I was the longest held employee ever. And these people have some trouble holding on to people. Every time the owners pissed me off, I threw a fork away. I knew my time there was coming to a close per my mental health. Throwing away forks happened so much that I had to move on to the steak knives because we only had six metal forks left in the building. I got them good. Sure showed them. There was only one person in the restaurant who I had told what I'd been doing, and it was a younger line cook who didn't talk to too many people anyhow. Well, one day, me, the line cook, and one of the owners were standing at the expo station, and the owner was going on and on about how shitty our customers are because they throw away the goddamn <laughs> silverware every time. <laughs> she was fuming. I smirk. The line cook looks at me right then, and then I had to shoot him a look. Like, don't blow up my spot. You know, she was so nervous he was going to blow her spot up. But the line cook stayed strong and followed up with a, those damn customers are the worst. And it made my day. 
Still a super fan of the show. I have a couple more stories that I'm getting around to writing down for you. Sorry if my grammar's bad in the story. Ha ha. I'm speed writing on my phone while at my office job. Love you all. <laughs> that's such a that's such a fun way to chip away. That is like that the hate. most Brooke Van Poplin move like I've ever heard. <laughs> I was I was like, oh yeah, we are cut from the same cloth, M. Um just slowly make things disappear, you know? So we'll just, I, I love slowly driving people crazy. That is my long game. That is my end game. You fuck with me. You're going to find something from me five years down the road. I will haunt you if you fuck with me. Anyways, sorry. Yes, I do like this story yeah, that's, very, very much. More confessions. This is great. <laughs> that's, a, yes. that's a great one. Yeah, the, like I've I worked at a place once where the head chef was so adamant about silverware getting thrown away at the end of the night, he would like make us go through the garbage and like be like, okay, you have to take all these out and you have to clean these. It was, uh, uh, silverware is a real big point of contention. It is a big point of contention. Seems seems like you could just do a count and figure out if any was missing before you had to just you know, pick through garbage, but that would make too much sense. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking back on like other things that like always run low and I feel like silverware is always a plenty. So it's, it's crazy because you know, that's like the, one of the main, the main things you need to be able to like be, have a restaurant running. But for me, it was always soup cups, like trying to find fucking soup cups, soup cups or forget it. If you had like the handful of little espresso, you know, demitas little thing, tiny tiny spoons that go with that. Those Uh just fall through the wash racks Mm -hmm. and then into the garbage just they're just gone mm-hmm. so you know yeah rats steal them and use them to for for rat steal. size food mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. it's for perfect sure. perfect for size sure. for them yep yeah they're just Big like rat. stewing pots of stew also, I get it. <laughs> how many seats how many seats must a restaurant have to be like okay to have six metal forks yeah be right. like, be like <laughs> we have one table it's the only way that it can work Ah, it's so bad. You need to like fish them all out of like the the dish tub that's like got all the silver in it that you soaks before it gets washed that you throw. Oh my god, so many fills. Well, you guys, uh, confessions, stories, whatever is being inspired for you to write in. Please send them to sideworkpod at gmail Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Joe Campbell. That's me. Let's 
let's get into it, man. Um, so we obviously are Michigan natives. Andrea's, you know, Midwest in the house also. Mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska. Live in Chicago for several years. Yeah, Ooh. we are both there as well. But uh, yeah, please give us a little background on your service industry history. Okay. So I, uh, uh, after, after college, um, I ended up moving to New York and did some like more officey nine to five jobs. And I was at, I was at a really great job, uh, where I was making good money and I had room for advancement and I was absolutely miserable. Um, so I started, I had no service industry experience and I, uh, apply to a bunch of craft beer bars because I like beer and I drank uh, a lot of beer and I ended up getting a job at this little bar on sixth and C in alphabet city. Uh, And that was my first uh, bar gig. And it was like five seat bar, just eight taps. And that was it. What was this place called again? ABC beer co. Oh my God. Yep. That's wild joke. I, uh, my first apartment was on sixth and D. So I was just a block away from ABC beer. Co. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and Snapdragon used to be over there. Bob, but... uh, Bob White's there, uh, that fried chicken place. And that, that place was the best because at the end of the night they would, uh, bring us whatever fried chicken and, uh, Mac and cheese they hadn't sold. And we would just give them some beer. So we get these hotel pans of like really great, rich mac and cheese and be wow. like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to eat this whole thing, but I'll try. But uh, you know what? I'll wash it down with some craft beer and let's see if my pants fit in two weeks. Yeah, anyway, right? I'm not going to shit for a week. Sorry. <laughs> uh, from from there, uh, I, I ended up getting a job at a like corporate restaurant in specific to New York. They've since expanded. Uh, but I went from doing like just beer to like 28 specialty cocktails, full bar was in way over my head. And, uh, (laughs) for the first like three months that I was getting fired every single day I worked, which is always really a real fun and work environment. Uh, God bless. But as, as we know, it can be a blessing and a curse. There is no HR in the service industry, really really to speak of. So yes, you can get fired and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They're just like, see you tomorrow. You're fired. Yeah, see it, you tomorrow. It, it, like my, my second, first or second training day, I was, uh, uh, I knocked over a full magnum of Pinot Grigio <laughs> and it exploded <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, oh, well, dear. it's been really nice. Uh, <laughs> I like my training paycheck. Uh, and then, uh, nobody said anything and nobody cared. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. And then from there, I, uh, so I'm mostly just bartending from there. I went to a brewery in, uh, uh, Brooklyn and then, uh, COVID. Good times, my friend. But, but now you are LA and you you did, you did land at Petit Trois for a little bit. I was was at Petit Trois in the Valley for, Mm -hmm. uh, for a couple months, um, until, uh, I realized I had to pay bills and things. Um, and then I ended up, uh, at a place called Great White in Larchmont, which is a real fun kind of trendy place that, that the like bartending, I'm using air quotes, uh, finger quotes, uh, is like just natural wine, um, and spritzes. So I don't really, there's, it's not a full bar. There are no bar seats. I do have to barista now, which is, which is something that I've kind of had to learn 
on the fly since getting to LA. But very European, huh? What you're, oh yeah. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a, uh, uh, it's an extension. They have a location in Venice and then this is their first foray into LA proper. Fine. God, we have, we have a few spots in my neighborhood in Glass Hill Park that, um, I'm just like, this neighborhood needs exactly that. Cause it just a place where you can get, like, we already have a cafe called Lemon Poppy that does great coffee, good food. And you're like, could you guys get it together and just get a few bottles of wine and a few cans or bottles of beer also? And you guys would crush the game and I don't clearly they have their reasons I know it's hard you know you yeah it's all about licensing it's about licensing I get it but I'm also like y'all went and figured out how to get a big outdoor patio which you never had before like I would be there for a glass of wine no questions asked if they could do it and yeah it's 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 a a great place and I mean Larchmont is Larchmont is nice it's quiet it's uh, Mm -hmm. uh it's very interesting because they've applied for a liquor license, but no restaurants on Larchmont uh, are allowed to have like liquor licenses. Oh, weird. There's just like a, beer and wine? Just That's beer and wine. Just beer and wine. So they're, I mean, they're still kind of pushing for it, but we'll see if that ends up happening or not. But right now it's nice and nice and easy breezy for uh, uh, the bartending world. I love that. Uh, and clearly it's like we're kind of experiencing a real roaring 20s sort of resurgent. Like people want to be out. People are feeling footloose and fancy free. It was it's been nice. Like I'm a little scared that another variant's about to kick our ass. Oh, it's coming. Um, it's coming. It's <laughs> she, got a she few the friends way. currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She coming. Yeah, we'll she's she's stopping goes, at the Applebee's you know? drive through and then she'll, she'll be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's it's I feel like this is the little pocket to to get your groove on, have a little fun because I think if you're a paranoid individual, you're probably going to want to tighten up again for a little bit but like I was saying like I was at the Dresden and it was fully like what pandemic holy fucking shit um it feels great I feel real good am I gonna think about it in two days if I got a sniffle probably but I loved it and so I do feel that yeah it's a great time right now to be a bartender I feel like it's smart I think it's gonna be safe worst case we have one more hiccup with COVID but I think it's on uh, you know, for this industry and, and making the kind of money that you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, uh naturally it's been like a weird transition because starting uh, like my la- having my last bar shift in, uh, uh, Brooklyn, like March, like right around St. Patrick's day mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when, when it was starting to like sweep through, uh, New York, and like my no restaurant really knew what to do so they were like here's some gloves for you guys and so we were like i was like wearing those like really cool black like barbecue like the, the gloves that you always yeah. see like people like that are taster gloves yeah. Kitmaster and tattoo artists yeah, yeah. So I, was, I was like this is the coolest i've ever been and then uh <laughs> our restaurant was also like they, they had the reduced capacity and the last day i worked uh, some guy was supposed to have his bachelor party at at our bar and mm-hmm. uh, all of his friends were in like uh, the UK. So he had like two friends end up showing up because <laughs> none of them could get out of the countries uh, that they were in. And I was like, oh, man, I feel so bad. Here's a free beer as I give him with my cool nitrile glove. Uh, 
but the rest like it just felt it felt so empty we were supposed to have like four or five big parties that day and just no one showed up Uh, yeah i remember when we all decided to just start like every we had a friend uh who was having a long-awaited sort of wedding reception for her you know little private eloping that she did with her husband and everyone was and it's just like March 14th or something like that was going to be the date and she's just like no and we're all you just everything just started falling off yeah it's just so creepy and surreal I mean this is my first birthday party in two years I'm very excited about it yeah I I like I I throw parties and they're fun should should we just reminisce we could save the topic of the day for a whole different yeah episode i <laughs> mean sure. i feel like there's something healing happening in this weird two-year mark it's very significant i i did a little hand written calendar i was counting down for two months to hit for me march 16th was two years of covid in my mind, other people said it was around the beginning of March. And I was like, no, it's when COVID started for me. But, um, you know, it, it felt significant because that was when L.A. shut it the fuck down was mm-hmm. right around then. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just funny because we're like two years of our podcast has been in a pandemic where only about a year and a half of it was in normal times in terms of the service industry, which is really wild to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because L.A. like just listed, lifted their uh, mask mandate um, mm-hmm. la- like last Friday, a week, a week from, you know, uh, last Friday was the first time I've worked without wearing a mask in since since that that Saturday. Uh, and is that like your choice? Like they leave it up to you? Yeah. Yeah. They, they leave it up to us. Uh, they're the the mask mandate went up our the restaurant i work at waited two weeks uh mm-hmm. and then also kind of was looking to see what other restaurants in the in the neighborhood were doing before they said okay you can take your mask off if you want i have uh, uh been working now uh without a mask um and it's it's the first the first like two days were really really weird <laughs> really weird um <laughs> first of all I finally saw all of my coworkers' faces, and we're all so good looking. And that's amazing. That's the difference so between LA here. and New York. Right? You're like, I can't believe you've been hiding that moneymaker yeah. all these years. Damn. Like, what the fuck? Let it slip it's down LA. a little bit. I know. Just a little bit. Even so your like, nice. upper lip is. I am t- I am saying if there was ever a time for me to have gotten plastic surgery, I fucking slept on it, baby. You know, <laughs> I slept on it to get my lips or nose done, you know, and be all bandaged up underneath yeah. there. But go, just like, sorry, can't take off my N95. Yeah. Um, I have I have clients who I are new clients since the pandemic happened. And, you know, sometimes they'll go like if they're going to shoot me gratuity on Venmo, you know, you have your little profile pic on there. And that's when they see me the, for, for the first time. They're always like, oh, my God. That's what you look like. That's cool. I never, I've never seen your face. Like it's just, it's nuts. So it's this. Nuts. You guys are blowing my mind because you're, you're just, you're so right. I do not know what the baristas at le- the place I was complaining about. I'm like, how about you guys serve some wine? It's like, how about I see them without a mask on for the first right. time ever in two years? Like, what a dra- I mean, obviously we've normalized it. It's no big deal. I I feel like 
there's a comfort and like I'm pretty oblivious to having one on at this point. Um, so that if it had to happen again, I think a lot of us who have been in the more strict, conscientious cities are just sort of like, uh, okay, you know, yeah. what is this going to be? A few weeks tops. I just did two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. A few weeks. I'll, I'll do it. I'll soldier, I'll soldier on and get yeah. through it, you know? And I'm going to keep wearing a mask. There's, I'm not, not going to keep wearing a mask. I mean, I just, you know, like, so I do skincare, Joe, like I waited tables and bartending forever. Now I'm in a, another service industry, you know, like the, the, the beauty part of it. And I like sit literally inches away from people's faces. And so I will keep masking for the time being, you know, just for everybody's, I think peace of mind. I know people who are just like, "Ah, I don't give a shit, but I'm always like, yeah, I'm just going to keep it on, you know, like, you know, and still going to protect us in a way, you know, I, I think more than anything, we're just at another weird crossroads of just no leadership data conflicting against what, you know, the country wants to do like the government sort of like everyone back to normal. Okay. Enough is enough. And then the CDC and other people going like, but wait, you know, and it's so at this point, it's like everyone just try your best to understand anyone else's feelings around why they would want to wear a mask. And if you're angry that someone's wearing a mask, what the fuck is going on with you? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's just like, that's their comfort level. It's not them you know, trying to flash a wild liberal agenda in your face. You don't know if they have cancer. You don't know if they currently have COVID and are being kind and not trying to blow it on you, you know? So at this point, it's just weird because there is no one who has our back in terms of our choices that we're making. It's all now personal. So everyone's just either like, like we look at people like, you know, oh, you're being so stupid. Other people look at us like we're being stupid pussies. Like, it's just a mess. I just think it's like, just enjoy life, everybody. Like, yeah. And now there's a like, yeah. possible new mandate coming through here in L.A. that I read about. I'm, you know, and I'm sure everywhere else, like we're just we're stricter. It's a stricter place here, guys, Um, where you will not be required to be vaccinated to get into outdoor events starting this spring concerts, baseball games, things like that. Like you if you're not vaccinated, you're allowed to come in as well, too. So it's just interesting how it's shifting and opening up like I like going to Mother Wolf was so fucking fun for me like it was just to be back and to go to this restaurant that I've been like kind of like drooling over for months and, oh like, I've been I told Joe I was like I've been hearing about it for a bit now yeah and to go to you know like a, a place that has Roman food which is very specific and like I have experienced and is so great like people are fucking dressed up the place is fun I was I feel like I wanted to like high five all the ladies in the bathroom I was like we're fucking doing it you guys all look so beautiful like that's how I felt like it was really yeah, the, the vibe in that place is is like insane. I I've I've only gone in like once uh, and sat at the bar and uh, had a pizza and, and a mezcal negroni, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the entire time I was in there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm so hip now." I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I've I've only got a T-shirt on. All these people are dressed up, but I'm cool like that." I- I got a seat at Mother Wolf, so it's a cool space. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure I'm sure like the Beyonce's are hanging out there and things like that, too. I'm sure that Laura comes home every night and is like, guess who I saw, you know? Yeah. And and then I I say to her, I was like, well, guess who showed up at my restaurant? This person from a Lifetime original movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just as good. Okay. Okay, tell your mom. And I'm like, yeah, I will. I uh, sure will. Um, 
I, I had an experience where it's like, yes, it's because everything you just are sort of like every sort of establishment or business that you're walking into. You're like, it's just different. Everything is doing its own thing. So mm-hmm. I I'm patting myself on the back. I shot I booked and shot a commercial on Tuesday. It Hell was yeah. congratulations. Thank you. It was awesome. I really very much appreciated a little win like that, you know, and you walk on to film video. TV, commercial, any of that shit. Okay, they're not, they're still, they they will not be fucking around. That's going to be the standard, I think, for a long time coming. There was a COVID compliance officer on set. um, And even though I'm someone who is what they call zone A, meaning like I'm going to be on camera. I can't have a mask on because I'm in a commercial Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, The minute they called cut, the guy shoved a shield in my face. I hadn't even walked off set. And that's just part of the the compliance, even though logically it's like, what's so different? Like everyone else on set is required to be masked. But the minute they call cut on me, I need to be fully covered up again. And I made a fool out of myself. Uh, I didn't know that they now make the collars that go around your neck. And the visor goes. Oh up. no! You're using one. That was one of those. I, ones. Did you, did I you was. Put on the, I put it on like a headband, like the old and, lamp shade. Uh, like a yep. And I was just like, "What the fuck? I can't see through this. This really hurts." And hey, like man, was complaining. They tell and, you, and they should have told you. They're all different. <laughs> That's not your fault. That is their problem. Especially the code compliance person should be like, "Hey, just headway. It goes. It goes on like this." No, Ryan, they, are you still masking and stuff? Is, 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 is talent still masking at work, or is it all kind of? Has it all kind of like tapered down? I'm looking at Brian who works for Brian. NFL Network and like they're not required to mask anymore. It's all it's all choice when they're in mm-hmm. studio. So it's it is really interesting. They're also but they're not union. Right. It's like not union. Then that's kind of it, I think, too. Right. Um, I don't know this. We've segued a lot, but it is. Wait, it's I, just, I have to go back, though. I love this like around St. Patrick's Day 2020 Joe in the nitrile gloves. We know it's an airborne illness and they're like here are some gloves. I just, I love, I just keep like having this picturing, like someone like sitting at the, us, the view of like me sitting at the bar and just see this like long leather glove, like delivering me <laughs> beer. I would, if I was working in that time period, I would want those really elegant, um, like gloves that like 18th century, no 19th mm-hmm. century women wore that went up to your like fucking shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like, don't worry. I've got gloves on <laughs> and I'm also going to a debutante ball later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's very, do you guys follow subway creatures on Instagram? I do not. It's no, I do not. Anyone who enjoys or has ridden or knows anything about the New York City subway system, follow at Subway Creatures. Every week, they usually do a carousel of the different masks that people wear, which can be loosely interpreted as anything. It'll be someone with a KFC bucket overturned on their head to ride the subway. Like it's, it's fucking incredible. But just this weird, sad, ad hoc sort of like everyone scrambling to be like, wait, how do we stay safe? Stay safe. And then to find out there was like no PPB or whatever it's called, PPE two years ago. Now people are still doing whatever they can to do. It's like we have all been permanently sort of fucking fucked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are New Yorkers, though. I so know. It's, yes. it's the thing of like, 
I could I could count on on two hands how many times I would like get on the subway and see someone with a KFC chicken bucket on their head. And they're like, Pre-COVID. Oh, it's two, it's Tuesday at eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, those are just normal New York City You're days. Like, and I'm it. the asshole carrying like a trough of mac and cheese on the subway. So <laughs> yes, but then yes, but, uh, I, it was me. And then it's like so questionable because then of course you've got those like sleep no more masks, you know, um, or like yep. from eyes wide shut. Where like you're the like phantom, phantom of the yeah. opera mask. Where you're like, <laughs> it's they're just uh, taking the word you're mask. You're dialing it in, you're dialing it in, but in the wrong way. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's the most incredible account um because this will either make you go oh i miss new york or if you've never lived there you'll be like i am never setting put foot in that <laughs> fucking insane asylum um but it yeah it is just so funny to really look at a two-year trajectory and how we're coming out of this and like mm-hmm. yeah it, it's got to be weird did you um did you find yourself like remembering how to smile and be more kind without your mask on? Or was that always happening underneath the mask? Uh, no, it no. was not always happening <laughs> underneath the mask. Ah! There, there was, uh, uh, there's been like a big discussion at, at my place of work of uh, uh, like everyone realizing that we all kind of now have resting bitch face um, <laughs> because you've had to like sit at a table, you'd had to like stand at a table taking order and the entire time, like underneath your mask, you're like, <sighs> come on <laughs> but uh why well, I, ha- I have noticed that guests are uh, guests at least seem happier to see our faces because yeah. now they're like oh maybe they're not making mean faces under their masks at us and like well still kind of am i just turn around real quick right uh but yeah it's it, not it's, to um, your face it's not happening to your face like it was for two years you just couldn't see it yeah i also there there's a guy that i work with who who uh like when he when he's working he'll like make like weird faces like if he's concentrating he'll like sometimes like kind of stick his tongue out a little bit or like just like move his move his uh, uh mouth from side to side uh and one of my managers is like Yo, you gotta you gotta stop doing that because people can see us now. <laughs> it's like, okay, we have to hide all the weird ticks we've developed over the two years. I love it. You're like, you'll be like, I wish another uh variant would come so I could didn't I could be as bitchy as I wanted to you under my mask right now. Those I know. are things we'll be yeah. I know. It's like we just have to get back to working on passive aggressiveness that can come when you're like oh. you're like i didn't what nothing i said was wrong they're like but the way you said it and you're like but i didn't say anything wrong so we just have to go back to perfecting underhanded and backhanded yeah. midwestern i don't know Being midwestern yeah, yeah. i kind of like the like no you know like cutting through all the bullshit and how far we've come with that just to be like well you're here i know this is how it is and would you you know always smile and be gracious and be happy to be there and to receive but i just feel like I like that a lot of that is kind of dissolved, you know? I wish it would mm-hmm. stay that way, but it won't. <sighs> Man, I, I think I think <laughs> there's like equal parts of like the people that are working service industry kind of getting used to people being back and then people that have like started just coming back out more uh, uh full time. I think that there's there's learning that has to be done uh, um on that side too mm-hmm. where it comes with like okay, how do we behave when we go out to a restaurant how do we 
talk to people that are our servers totally. and bartenders and that kind of thing. People are super socially awkward right now. And I do think there's something very much to be said about people who've been working in the service industry, public facing through this whole thing because they're not, they've never really got it. They they're, I think more evolved in a way just to be able to be out there and interact with people a lot. But yeah, you're right. People have been like hiding for two years and they're finally like, I'm at a restaurant. Hello. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I know that, I know that like about a year ago, I was one of those tables with Sean where our server, we were like, this is our first time out. And they're like, fuck off. Thanks for not supporting the service industry, bitch. You know? No, I know. But like, we were trying to be like, you know, we were like, aren't we special? And he's like, I've got tables. Give me your order. <laughs> yeah, I don't you're care. Like, <laughs> I've suffered Will you just stay here with us? Will yeah. you hold my so hand? Did you, so did you want to order a drink or are you guys are just going to sit here? Exactly. I know we were being such annoying dorks. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's, a, Every, it's a super special event. Like any, anybody else is a dork when it's a special event. Like it's my birthday. You're like, we made, we left the house today for, you know, it's no, I told you like of all my neuroses and always trying to check my behavior in a restaurant because of service industry experience, all I've done for the last two years is admit how weird I've become and I've lost my touch. And I'm I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to work on it. It's because it's been fits and starts. Every time I'm back out, I'm like wide eyed and feral, like, oh, look at that. People just drinking a, a glass of wine with the, just next to each other. And you pour, and you pour it and stand there and talk to them. Huh? OK, I'm going to need a minute to process. That, you know, that guy's not wearing big leather gloves. Why not? You mean? And that guy is wearing big leather gloves, but he's, but he's not, not working there. I know. What is happening? It's very yeah. I've I've yeah. We've we've just got to go back into some training over here. Public training. Just a guy but. wearing big leather gloves, carrying a big trough of mac and cheese. That's all Man, I can. It was it was such a cool feeling. I I have many times thought about just trying to buy a pack of those black gloves <laughs> just because I. Uh, like I felt like I needed like a belt with like sauces on it or yeah. something. Oh, like yeah. I was I was bartending. We weren't serving we didn't serve food at the bar, but I needed like sauces. A simple syrup or, belt. Like, you could have had a simple yeah. syrup sauce belt. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, grenade, the, the grenadine. Shittiest, <laughs> shittiest bartending cowboy that's ever <laughs> ever worked. I love that. Um, love, love, well, love. We should come descend on your restaurant and get a spritz. That would be a nice, nice occasion. I'm into it. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. I'm into Come it. On in. Well, we'll all hang out in real life soon. Um, Joe, thank you so much for being on side work. It's yeah. So nice to hear that you're uh thriving and surviving out there. <sighs> We're doing all right. We're doing okay. Um We're do- you know, you take it week to week. Week to week. That's baby. all you can do. Awesome. Well, you guys, it's been a real crazy two years. I guess today was our unofficial sort of acknowledging it episode. (laughs) Yeah. How can you not? Yeah, it's sorry true. we blew right through we blew right through past the the, the topic. No, okay. Some, you know, sometimes it happens and there's a reason for it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That one will stand on its own. But um everyone, uh you guys know what we say at the end of each episode. Godspeed and good tips. And Joe, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.